do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Greetings, my friends, and welcome to Hardwater Radio. This is Jason Archer. We're recording under the umbrella of Hardwater One here in the Valley of the Sun. And today we continue the mission to arm humans with the tools to crush mediocrity, create mastery, and live in total wellness with my next guest, Rashida Collar. Am I saying that right? You did. I did? Awesome. Fantastic. Uh, Rashida is someone that I've known for a while now. Uh, she's a member at my gym. And we had the, the fortunate opportunity to actually connect and speak by the door one day. And she was telling me a little bit about her life story. And her life story contains an amazing, amazing account of a woman who has basically overcome modern day slavery, you know, domestic violence, whatever you want to call it. And so I wanted to have her on today and, and collect her life story because I know it's going to benefit and impact a lot of women who've, who've experienced this and gone through this. And I think you were telling me off mic before we started that, you know, some women right now who are in the same situation that you're in. Yeah, I do. I do a couple of people. I do know a couple of people that are going through it and I'm trying to help, but. I don't know how to help them right now. Yeah. I mean, as soon as, like, you know, I try to understand, try to talk to them, um, when the things are good, they kind of, like, they kind of shut you off, like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay, I'm fine, everything's fine. But then when things are really bad, they want to talk about it, but then when you try to give them resources. But I've been through it, and I know how hard it is. It's, like, very, um, it's very hard to, it's very hard to get out of it. Like, mm-hmm. it's the mindset. Yeah, for sure. I mean, mindset is everything, right? And, uh, you know, depending on where you're coming from, what culture, what part of the world. culture and everything, yes. Yeah, you're going to be impacted by all those environmental factors, right? So let's talk a little bit about your story. I mean, originally you're from India. So tell us a little bit about what it was like growing up for you. What part of India did you come from? What was family life like? And let's get a little color around young Rashida. (laughs) Okay, let's do it. Yeah. Um, So I'm from uh, Gujarat. It's... um, west side of India and um, yeah I grew up in a small town it's like a very it's like it's called village like you know the name is uh, Sarasia which is like a very small town in India Um, so my parents uh, we all lived in a village for like many years I went to school over there uh, until the 10th standard because we have like 1 to 10 and then after 10 we didn't have that in the village anymore, and my parents wanted me to like go to school and high, like um, in a better school. Is it a is it a twelfth grade system? It's a twelfth grade system, and yes, after twelve after you finish your twelfth grade, you go to college. Okay, so, so same as here, but you only went to tenth in your village. Right. So because we only had until tenth in the village, so right. if you want to study more, and then you have to go somewhere in a city. Um. So like, um. Nor, like typically you're like in in the village they don't really send you out of the town somewhere because you're a girl you know and um you're not like you're a girl you 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 can't live on your own and pretty much like that mindset but my parents were really they were really good about it they're like okay she's smart I was getting good grades and um mostly my mom is like no she's not gonna live through like you know in the village or what we're, we're living living through so they were uh, yeah, my parents sent me to school um, in like a very really good schools uh, in a different cities. I finished my tenth, uh, uh, and after I lived lived in a, a hostel, uh, mm-hmm. like a dorm. So that was like about, uh, and then I also did my uh, computer science in India, like in the uh, city, and that was your collegiate studies, uh, computer science in in India. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So so it sounded like you were saying that it was still uncommon 
it was uncommon for families to send female children to uh, to the higher right. higher grades or, right. or to even to the university or whatever. Yeah, and people talk about it like, oh, she is in the city now, and she has a phone, and like <laughs> like she's on the phone all the time. Even if you are just picking up, talking about like exams and something, whatever, like oh, she has a f- like it's a big deal. Really? Um, wow. So I mean, it's not really common to have a girl. You give her a phone and just let her live wh- however she wants to because. Otherwise, she's gonna have a boyfriend or whatever the mindset. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. So, so your parents though they overcame that and they said we're gonna send you anyway. So, yeah. so your parents, you know, thinking a little bit differently than the other people in the village. Yeah, they were. My my dad, he's like a he he's 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 a businessman. Like he started his business ever since he was sixteen. So like, mm-hmm. and he traveled everywhere. So he he, I mean, he was very supportive. Like, um, I have two brothers and like. Mm-hmm. I think he treated me way really good. I mean, if my brother hears this, he's going to be mad. But like, normally it's like the guys, they treat them differently. And then the girls, they like, you know, that you have very restriction. But I didn't have any of that, even if I was, we were living in the village, you know, so. So, so the female children had more like rules and regulations right, around yeah. their daily life or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the guys were just kind of free to do whatever. Yeah, guys can do whatever. Um, <laughs> take their bike, take their girlfriend somewhere. It's fine. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So it's funny that that those types of <clears throat> excuse me, those types of mentalities still exist, right? Because all you hear about in North America is how bad it is, like sexism, yeah. this, sexism, that, right? Right. Yeah, and it's just normal over there. I mean, you, you can't. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if ever gonna change. You can't. Uh, Maybe it will. I'm not sure. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Is, have you been back uh, very often since you left? So no? I did go back in 2016, but I didn't go to the village house because I got very sick and I couldn't drive that far. So I got you. Yeah. I got you. So what was the city that you ended up going to school in? So it was uh, Rajkot and Baroda. Um, they were like, they're very, very big city and they're known for like educations and schools and everything. So, yeah. So that was a drive from the town that you grew up in? That's a couple, like, seven to eight hours drive. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so not exactly that close. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's mile-wise, it's, like, very small mileages, but, like, India's roads are, like, here. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. So travel was, you know, not the easiest. Not the easiest, yeah. Right on. So did you, were you thinking that once you, you know, went through the 10th grade and then went on to the advanced uh, grades and graduated and went to college, were you thinking that you wanted to... <clears throat> excuse me stay in India or ha- did you have plans to maybe to maybe come to the states at that no point? I never wanted to go anywhere outside of the India really? okay. yeah I never even thought about it like to going anywhere but I guess my parents had different plans mm-hmm. so when you were in school were you around just male students or were there any no, were there very many uh, female, female students? students so I only went to female schools okay. um until 12 we had boys and girls separate in the college we have it we did have it together okay so right yeah. on and then, so at what point did you, you know, sort of open your eyes to the fact that, you know what, maybe I could, you know, go to the States or maybe I could look outside of living in India? You mean, wh- what do you mean? So like, um, you know, earlier I was asking you if, if you had plans to leave India and you, you said, no, no, I'm going to stay here. So I'm, so I'm wondering, how did yeah, how did you arrive? Yeah, because obviously you've been here for a while. Right, now. right. So, well, um, even though my parents sent me to school and college and everything, their condition was to marry a guy that they tell me to. Oh, really? Like so arranged marriage? Arranged marriage. Okay. And like, I, I, that time I got it. I, mean, I understood, like, you know, they've been through so much, like, to send me to school and everything. So I'm like, I got to follow their some rules. 
And I'm like, fine, I'll, I'll give you that. You gave me so much. <laughs> so <laughs> you think you'd pick a smaller rule though, right? Like that's kind of a big deal. Uh, yeah, but like it's not like that, you know, that you're gonna have a boyfriend and like I that's it, that's not the mindset is. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't know anybody or anything like that. So I don't know if it ever gonna happen. So yeah, so my parents and and then and I wasn't op- like op- opposed to any of that because I saw my parents they were very happy. My dad like treated my mom really good and everything. So like I seen many examples that had good marriages. Mm-hmm. At the same time I see many that were bad too. So I'm like, oh, you know, I was in a fairy tale. <laughs> it's me. Nothing's going to happen yeah. to me. Like I went to college and I have <laughs> like did everything. So no. So yeah. It sounds like your family was very different from you know, the way that you're describing the area, like marriage yeah, is good, you know, they wanted to send you to school, like the whole nine. Right. right. And also like, yeah, also um, in the India also like they send you to school and have you go through college and stuff to find a good guy for you. It's not because of so you can find a job <laughs> or a work. Let me make that clear. <laughs> so They're shopping you around. Right. <laughs> but pretty much. I mean. Not everybody, but m- mostly what I've seen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so is it the same for a lot of the women that you were surrounded by at that point? A lot of them, yes. Um, I think from my class, I'm the only one who's here. Mm. Actually, one of my best friends, she's here too, but for a different reason. Right uh, yeah. Um, wow. wow. So did you did you end up meeting, uh, or, or, or I guess, how do you say it, being arranged with uh a man while you were in college or how did that work no so i was in my last year of college mm-hmm. i was just finishing up uh my exams i was actually going through my exams and stuff and my uh dad's friend somehow somewhere in a business that he knew him um li- like really good friends he normally comes here for like diamonds and stuff uh, for his business so you mean to the states to the states in arizona okay um so he knew um a guy that his parents also were looking for to arrange his marriage. Mm-hmm. And he was um, he was pretty much raised here. Maybe he got here when he was one year or two years old. So so they're like, uh, and you know, his, and, his, uh, and his parents and their family were like very old-fashioned, like even though they were, they've been here for 40 years, but still holding all the uh, cultural things and wanted, now his son to follow everything. So, yeah, at the same time, they were also looking for to arrange his marriage, and my parents were looking mine. So he's like, oh, cool. I mean, I guess you guys um, can talk to each other and see how that goes. So he set up a phone call, not with me and him, my parents and his parents. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, they uh, they kind of talked about, like, but but, you know, we also have a caste system. So, like, he had to be... The same cast I am, which is Patel. So, so can um, you explain the cast system a little bit for those of us who yes. don't really understand it? That so, way? Uh, the way it works is like, uh, you know, I'm from Gujarat, and I'm Patel, but then there are different types of Patels. So, but also like um, India is full with uh, lots of different castes. Like there is. Um, Hindu, Muslims, like even in the Hinduism, like we have thousands of castes. So really? uh, even if like if the, if the guy is Hindu, that doesn't mean he's from my caste or I can marry him or anything like that. Okay. Um, so that's how it works. So <laughs> like um, when you say you're Patel, what what does that actually mean though? Uh, so like, uh, 
So he, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how to explain that. <laughs> I mean, is there like a is there like a certain set it, of beliefs that you hold, or is there like a certain certain way of identifying? Like, if I'm walking down the street and I see someone, would I know that they're Patel, or how does that work? Uh, so like, yeah. So um, there are Brahmins. Mm-hmm. Like Brahmin are um, like uh, they are high caste. There are like different very caste system. I don't know where Patel falls into, mm-hmm. but like there's higher caste, there's lower caste. So higher caste can't re- don't want you to marry into the lower castes and everything. So um, yeah, Patel is pretty much well. If you if as far as I know, they're pretty much known for businesses, especially okay, <laughs> here <right>. or doctors. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so it has to do with your profession then as well. Not. I mean, not really. It's it's just like sometimes like people hear like, oh, like uh, how do you know if they're Patels or not? I'm like, well, I don't. I mean, you can't really tell because the last name is Patel. But you <laughs> you might <laughs> you, you might see like when you go to the doctors and stuff like you know they're mostly Patel. And I mean, I'm not trying to. I mean, I'm, I don't know how else to explain. So is it? Yeah, I'm just gonna ask. But a but also like you know what your beliefs are or. Okay. Um, what God you believe in because there are like thousands of gods too. So. Right, right, right. So Patels have a specific religion and or deity that they follow? Um, some do, yeah, depending yeah, yeah. on what you believe in. So if, if I'm your parents mm-hmm. in this example and yeah. I want to connect my son with Rashida, mm-hmm. how do I, like, is there like a, <laughs> a Patel directory that I go through and I'm like, hey, uh, I know these people, they're Patels, they'll, they'll you know, they'll be perfect for, uh, for my son. Or yeah, whatever. it's so hard to explain though, like s- arranged marriages happen by knowing each other. Okay. Most of the times. Mm-hmm. Now, these days, they have matrimonial websites <laughs> that <laughs> okay. they set you up. I'm sure they have, a, like, a whole form to fill out what kind of Patel you are. There's, like, Leva Patel, Karva Patel, like, thousands of them. Mm. So, uh, depending which one you are. Um, but, yeah, my parents, like, you know, normally, like, uh, I'm Patel, so normally we are, like, we don't, we're vegetarians. You're not allowed, like, you don't drink, you don't eat meat and stuff. Um, um, but the guy, my parents were trying to set him up. They were also Patel, but they were following a uh, different belief system. So, but at the same time, they were vegetarians, no drinking, that's nothing's allowed, but they were more restricted. So, mm-hmm. no onions, no garlic in your food. Um, really? So, yeah. Wow. Is there, a, is there like a specific reason for that, or is it just something that people have been following for years? I mean, I. I had to read a book. I never did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know, I know uh, Hinduism stuff, but I, I never got into like why they don't eat onion and, and garlic. I think it's just coming from generations. and Just traditions. Just so traditions. Just, like just because, basically. Yeah, they're yeah. like, um, I, I know there are like some reasons um, about like you you are pretty much like taking out from the ground so you're killing a life you know mm-hmm. i mean i'm not sure if that's a reason but that's what i remember kind of thing sure sure i mean i, I guess you could spin it any way that makes sense to you right right yeah, yeah. so that's interesting i i mean i knew of of the caste system obviously but i didn't realize it was that varied like there is, it's very it, yeah, yeah branched out <laughs> yeah here in the states you think well you know there's upper middle and lower class people or right. whatever not necessarily a caste but it's kind of a caste sort of a thing right um but yeah i mean to have just thousands and thousands or hundreds or hundreds or whatever it is it, that's that's a mind blower yeah there is <laughs> amazing so your parents were <laughs> basically negotiating with his parents it sounds like so yeah so like they were just talking you know they were i mean i guess like 
some somehow every indian knows everyone <laughs> like somehow you know each other so the funny thing is like from my village his was like not far at all so they were in this other town that like my parents knew knew him so they just started talking about him and like you know they were like it wasn't like they were meeting each other first time mm-hmm. so it, because like small, smaller villages the people talk people know each other like they're known by their names like you just say the name and they will know so right right yeah so they had they had met one another before and now there was this suggest- no they never met oh, one they another never met, but they, they just know by the they, name uh, gotcha. like they because uh, like they they their name was big because they were all were in america and right. they were like they have businesses set up here so and then they built temples in india so like oh, everybody wow. were new okay so they had some status basically they have a, they had a status yeah okay wow wow so what did that conversation look like when the parents are talking are you were you, were I, you there i didn't hear it no, no? i was not there uh, but then my dad just gave me a phone i started talking to his dad like uh you know like you you start from like god's name like mm-hmm. so we say like jesomner and so that means like you you start it that way mm-hmm. and then he's like oh this girl is very traditional okay <laughs> so like, you know we started that way um he was very nice to me and his dad we talked i talked to him for a while he was just asking me questions mm-hmm. where do i go to school and like how far i am and everything but then yeah that's all that was the first conversation with his dad so, so it's just like small talk type just stuff. small talk yeah. yeah yeah so how long did you have to go before you actually spoke to his son um so yeah so uh, again the middleman kind of like <laughs> he's like okay so yeah um they said you're good they said you're good my dad talked to the guy and then uh, they finally set up a phone call um i think that i don't remember when was it right up but um yeah then i talked to him uh, uh my language is gujarati so i talked to him in gujarati for a while he started speaking english i did not understand anything mm. and then yeah, that was just our conversation for a little bit. It was very awkward and weird. Yeah, um, I can imagine. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, that was the first time I talked to him. <laughs> so what were, so what, were, what were you guys talking about? Just, like, more small talk I stuff honestly or? don't remember what we were talking about. He was, I don't remember. What I remember is I never seen him, so he sent me pictures and everything. He added me on Facebook. Actually, no, he created a Facebook account for me because the one I already had, he didn't like it. <laughs> So he created a Facebook account ding, ding, for ding. me. Yeah. I know, right? He, right uh, he sent me um, ID and password and everything for what I'm going to be using. Cool. Okay. That was normal. Yeah, <laughs> very, <kidding>. very normal. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, and then uh, they're like, okay, let's set up a video call, see each other. Um, not by himself or by myself, with my family and with his family. So we set up a video call. And, again, we didn't have Wi-Fi in my town anywhere, so we had to drive to the little city and go to the cyber cafe, that's what it's called, to uh, set up a call. And um, yeah, yeah, uh, like, you know, just talk to him. He was asking me about who's my favorite singer and like uh, my favorite color, like just little things. Um, And yeah, that was, yeah, just that talk. And um, he uh, he's he was telling me to like start downloading or start watching like English movies to learn English and stuff. Uh, but that time it was hard to get even the channels like that has <laughs> English in it, and like I I couldn't just open up Wi-Fi and like oh yeah I can watch the cartoons or anything like that. So it was it was kind of hard to learn. But um, yeah, and and 
like in six months, not even six months, in a couple of months, um, we were engaged online. Really? I was in India. He was here. We we still haven't met each other yet. So that's, that's wild. We just yeah, we just talked on the phone. That's all. And conversation was nothing. I I don't remember what we talked. It wasn't like anything. So you never got know. got past like surface level type stuff. Yeah, know, like yeah. Small talk. Right, right. Yeah. So like maybe, may like he he used to get frustrated like when he talks to me because I wasn't speaking English. Mm-hmm. I, I mean I can't like come on I live <laughs> I live here, and he expect he expected me to like start speaking English right away, mm-hmm. but then he's like, well try. I'm like, and then I try, and then he would like, and then he would get mad because. Sometimes it doesn't make any sense. Like, and then I, I couldn't even understand him because he had, like, he was, he's been here ever, ever since he was little, so he had American accent. Mm-hmm. So that was very hard. That's amazing. So, so yeah, so, like, um, and then after um, we talked for a while, uh, we got uh, engaged online, and then um, they set up a wedding date. <laughs> so, so this engaged online thing yeah. was this just an agreement that you guys made, you know, amongst yourselves, or was this was uh, it like my a parents' decision? The his parents' decision. Um, okay, so the parents decided. Parents decided, like, let's um, get engaged and give a status. You know, been okay. talking for a while, I guess, and they probably know each other really good, and they get along really good. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> apparently. How could you not? Right? Uh, <laughs> You're in two right. separate countries. Yeah, <laughs> you get along great. I across, know. across the ocean yeah. here. Yeah. So and, and I, I kind of was thinking like maybe it's the frustration is there because it's everything's online. I haven't met him. He doesn't know me. I don't know him. We don't know each other's personality. So maybe it will change when I see him or in person. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my parents set up a um, wedding date, and uh, he could only take ten days off from work. And his family, everybody planned to come to India for a couple of days. Uh, so in between, actually, yeah. Maybe 15 days or something. Because after wedding, he could only stay there for 10 days. So, yeah, everybody came to India. Like, um, um, his mom, dad, his sisters, and everybody. Um, and then we went to city because we got to start shopping now. And mostly everything is on the girl. Girl side of family because they got to pay for everything, the wedding and stuff. So, yeah, we started shopping. And I remember one time we went to... Uh, like the first time we met, and um, uh, yeah, I mean, we didn't talk at all. Really? <laughs> like, hey, yeah, cool. I mean, it was, it w- I don't know. I'm trying to remember how it was, but uh, yeah, he was on the phone with his sister talking about how his flight was and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so we went for shopping, uh, like because we had we had only a couple of days to get ready for marriage, and. Um, we were looking for stuff, and he would, like, start fighting with me over there about, like, he would talk in English, and I would not understand anything again. And then he would get really mad, and I, w- I don't even know what he's mad about because I could not understand it all. So it was it was very weird. And then um, and he would leave the shop, and then he would walk around outside, and his dad would go outside, and he would mm-hmm. yell at him, like, well, what are you doing, and, you know. So I think his dad was trying to, like, help him out or like try to say like hey you can't expect that right away. Right. So yeah, it was just it was just weird like that. And then yeah, and then the marriage date was coming closer and um like the day before we had to go to their house like the ceremonies because the weddings are like 2 3 days so you know you go to their house and then they come to yours and um yeah, we went to his house and like um there's like a uh 
a groom room like with the temple and everything and there are guys around and so I was sitting there and like he started talking to me again in English <laughs> and like I could not understand like I, I'm still trying to think about what he was saying but I can't remember <laughs> right right so like um oh yeah he was talking about like how to smile in a picture He's teaching you how to smile. Teaching me how to smile in the picture, <laughs> how to take a perfect picture. Because I remember uh, one of the pictures they were taking because apparently I didn't know how to smile. So, it, I mean, it sounds like he's already exhibiting some pretty major controlling behavior. Yeah, yeah. From so the, From the Facebook account yes, to <laughs> teaching you and how to smile. Right. And I'm like, yeah. in, in, in like, my friends were around. They Everybody knew. And like, knowing me, like, I, I never would take that. Like, I would never take that. And I was telling, and my friend's like, you're a different person around him. Like, we don't know you. Like, where is your, like, you know, like, I don't know what you call, but she's, they're like, what are you doing? Like, he's not nice to you or anything. But, but then he would be nice. And it's like ups and downs right away. Like, we just met first time before we even get to know each other. And, and, I, and I also sat down with him, try to tell him, like, hey, I don't speak the language. And both of us, before even you start teaching me everything, we should at least get to know each other. Let's speak Gujarati. That's the language we both speak. It's not that, like, you can't communicate. So he's like, oh, don't try to spin it on me or don't tell me what to do. Like, like and, and <laughs> I couldn't get anywhere. So I told my parents, um, I'm like, I, I can't marry this guy. Like, it was just, like, a couple days ago. Um, I told them, and they're like, my parents freaked out, and they're like, um, the wedding cards were already distributed. Um, like everybody was at our house and everything. So they're like, oh no, you're just freaking out because um, you don't know him. And like maybe, like, you know, once you, and, and this is like typical every Indian parents tell you. <laughs> once you start living together, get to know each other, you'll be fine. Right, right. I'm like, okay. I mean, I didn't have any other option because, yeah. like, you that's, didn't know. No, no, yeah. I and I was nineteen years old, nineteen or twenty. I don't remember, but like, okay, <laughs> I guess, yeah. That's a that's a big step to just trust someone else on, right. you know. I mean, like, obviously, your parents, you know, you want to believe that they have your best interest at heart, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, of course, you don't want to go against the parents, and you've got all this pressure because people are there, and and people are going to talk it. about you, yeah, and they're like, right. you're going to, you are already a wild child going to school. I mean, how dare you go to going school? Going to the college and living by yourself and everything. Yeah, so you're just out there, it's and crazy. they were, and, and yeah, and it's like in that time in my head, like everybody's eyes were on me just to watch me mess up, because like my my families and like you know cousins like. Uh, my mom's cousin and everybody used to tell her, tell them like, you don't send a girl to college or have her leave. What do have her do whatever you have her do? Otherwise, they're gonna be they're not gonna do arranged marriage. They're not gonna follow your rules, pretty much, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was just trying so hard to not to mess up. Right. So, so it's, it's like so you wanted like, your parents to look good. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like they worked so hard for me to right. make like you know, make me successful. So I'm like, yeah, I can at least do that for them. So mm-hmm. yeah. The <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny to hear you hear you say that in a, in a sense because when you say something like, "Well, I can at least do that for them," yeah, because like, I mean, it's a big deal to enter into a lifelong commitment to mm-hmm. someone, right? And <laughs> and the way that you're framing that, it's like, "Well, it's the least I can do. I'll just spend the rest of my life <laughs> with this guy." Right. You know, it's not a big deal. Like, um, just I'll go shopping for you or something. Um, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's different yeah. when you are in that mindset, like when you are living in India, surrounded by the society. Um, from being from a small town, it, it reminds, like, now I think about it, like, 
who was that girl? I don't recognize me in that time. Like, yeah, it's yeah. a different person. Now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. So obviously you didn't back out on the wedding. Nope. Right? And so what came next for you? So, yeah, we got, uh, like, we got married. Um, again, keep fighting, like, little stuff. But then there were good times because he knew he had, he had only 10 days. So got to make it worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we went, like, uh, we went on... Um, like a honeymoon, kind of like different cities around India. Um, he was nice, kind of during that time. Uh, he was speaking me, speaking to me in Gujarati. He's, I guess, like that's when he thought, like, oh, we're really married, so I gotta put some effort. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that he brought uh, Rosetta Stone software from here to install my install in my computer. <laughs> <laughs> so now I think about it, I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, anyway, so he brought that software, so he installed it. He did install in my laptop, so, you know, I can start learning. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's nice. Maybe once you live, I'll learn. So, yeah, uh, he left. Like, you know, 10 days we were together, and then we le- he left. Um, so the visa process starts. Okay. And uh, could, could that only start after you were married? Yeah, after you were married. He was a U.S. citizen, right? He was a U.S. citizen, right, yes. Right. So it can only start after you're married. But you can do fiancé visa and stuff, but he wasn't there for that or anything like that. So he just wanted to, like, get married and do the final visa. Right, right. So, yeah. Um, uh, we, uh, sorry. So we started, um, he started the visa process, and um, there are documents that, like, you know, you have to sign, send out back and forth. And he would get mad about those stuff. Oh, my gosh. Like, he would send me documents, and um, these documents are, like, I just did visa for my parents, and, like, I can't expect my parents to, like, they know where to sign. Like, so he would expect me to know where to sign and everything, and then, again, he would speak in English, and I would not get anything, and, like, it was just so frustrated, the whole process, because I wouldn't know where to sign. Like, you tell me, and then you would tell me in English, but... (laughs) <laughs> that's the forms are different in India like that's not what I'm used to so yeah we got a lawyer um then my parents finally got a lawyer and like okay we'll just have ask him where to sign <laughs> like have them do the process so then it was easier right right but yeah like uh, during that process like you know he would um like we didn't talk about marriage my my parents spent like thousands of dollars like not dollars but like rupees on the marriage and stuff so like he would demand stuff he um since my smile wasn't great he wanted me to get braces <laughs> because i didn't know how to smile in the picture apparently so yeah so i got braces and like uh, started learning english but i couldn't it's just so hard to learn because um you're in india you are surrounded by gujarati speaking my language and i i mean it, it it's just very hard to learn so yeah, learning the language. Um, he would send me workout videos to do the workouts. <laughs> 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 that the workouts I can do at home. Um, wow. Yeah. You had so this whole thing mapped out yeah, for you, didn't com- you? Like completely. And he would send me a couple of tests because apparently he wanted me to be. Uh, uh, I can't pronounce this word. Web developer. Web developer. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that. The W's are hard. W's are hard. The W's, W's and V's, and V's are hard. And that's both of them. Yeah. Together. I know. So. And I'm like, okay, I mean, I did computer science, and he apparently picked out what he wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he would send me, like, SQL videos and um, test because he was a recruiter. Mm-hmm. 
So he would send me like, you know, all the, um, all the tests and then see my score, how I can do and everything. Um, so, and then he had me to make my resume because he wanted that to be ready already before I go. Um, he won't, and then, uh, I'm trying to remember what other stuff. Like shopping and normally like the stuff that he would ask me to bring, um, which was fine. Like I wouldn't know what <laughs> what to bring here. Right. But yeah, um, and then uh, yeah, finally I had my visa interview uh, after all those stuff, um, and then I was here. Wow. <laughs> How long did that process take? That was eight months. Around eight, eight months. months. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. faster than it took me to get my green card for Canada. How long <laughs> it took you? It was a, over a year. Oh okay. Yeah, and same thing for Christina this way. It took her almost a year to get the U.S. Uh, green card. Yeah, mine was like was yeah, probably around eight or nine months. Yeah, it's pretty quick. Then, yeah. Wow, amazing. Yeah. So you show up here, you don't speak the language. I don't speak the language. It was just, yeah, <laughs> and, and yeah, like one time I remember like when I came here, um, I was outside like this probably the second day um, in his front yard and the neighbor walks in. And they're like, they were nice introducing themselves to me because now I know what they were saying. <laughs> they were just asking me, hey, like, um, you know, are you his wife? Like, you know, he's been talking about you're going to come here. How are you doing? What's your name? And I'm just standing there like blank. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I feel so bad because I can, I don't know what they're saying. I was just nodding my head like, OK, like, you know, um, regular <laughs> <laughs> and then he was apparently standing in the door watching me uh and then he was like and then he walks in and he started talking to him um and then we went back inside and he was so mad at me really? because apparently i had to learn english and i didn't because you know he installed the software in my computer and <laughs> how dare you not learn it yeah in eight months you didn't learn the language no, i couldn't learn the language so wow that's no good that's <laughs> yeah. no good so yeah like it was just a couple of days and then um they like he uh <coughs> he like so you know um like once you're married like special in the arranged marriage normally you live a joint family uh with his parents and if his sister's not married like everybody lives together mm-hmm. so yeah there was a situation like we all live together um his mom and dad dad would be there all the time and everything so they were you said they had lived in the States for, what, 40 years? You they said? were in California for the longest time, mm-hmm. and then they moved here. F- I'm not sure for what, but probably for the business. Mm-hmm. But they didn't assimilate at all, basically. They just stayed with the Indian culture. They brought the Indian culture with them, and they kept living yes. back here. Yes, I, that's what I noticed a lot. Like, Let's say that you came here uh, 40 years ago, mm-hmm. but then you bring the culture 40 years ago, what mm-hmm. it was. Now you stop developing because you left the country, but the India is way ahead. It's not in that mindset, and you are still here <laughs> a forty years before ago. You know, right, right. So it was like I, I thought, and and my mindset was like, oh, they live in America, like they probably gotta be like, you know, not that strict, pretty straightforward. Like, I was in a La La Land. <laughs> yeah, you were for sure, <laughs> for sure. So. Yeah, it's interesting though because I mean, obviously, we talked about this, but he was exhibiting signs of really controlling behavior, right? Right, and then you get there, and it doesn't really change, 
right? And, and, and you went through the, with the marriage because you had all this pressure and the parents and all the rest right. of it, right? And so now you realize this is your life. Like, what are you thinking at this point, you know? I mean, it's like, it's like you're in that moment. You, you're not really thinking. You're just living your life, right? You know, you're married now. Um, you got to make it work. Like, you have no other options. You can't fail, you know, like, because you have so much pressure on, like, your parents are... Oh, like my parents were in India and everything and like everybody's watching you mm-hmm. so yeah I mean um and uh his his mom and dad like they were very nice to me um in the beginning <laughs> he uh like he got a his dad got me a book like a driving test book so I was I was start I started studying that one and then I took my first test uh the writing written test and I failed and he was so mad how dare you to fail the test when you were studying the whole time mm. so <laughs> <laughs> okay wow. um and then yeah and then I took a second test and I failed again because I was so scared mm-hmm. like you know because he's gonna freak out and like yeah <laughs> more pressure yeah I have more pressure and more then pressure, yeah. yeah and then one time um his sister also lived there and she was she was the nicest person to me mm-hmm. so she's like you know then they're like they're not gonna She's like, I'm gonna take you to the test, and then she 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 helped me study, mm-hmm. and then uh, there were many stuff that I couldn't translate in the book because it was in English, and I mean I could, but like the traffic rules, I wouldn't know until somebody explained it to me. Of course. So yeah. like roundabout, what is that? What is like, that, yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Right. Well, well, what are you talking about? In India, we have circles. What is roundabout? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so all the rules, like she started explaining, and then I actually finally passed. But I didn't tell him because I was like, I'm not going to tell you. Like, you know, <laughs> I, was just, I was just being me. <laughs> just being me. Just, uh, yeah. But I'm like, well, you yelled at me like last two times. I'm not going to tell you. But then that was my mistake. Oh, no. That <laughs> How dare you to go behind my back, ta- take, my, take my sister with you for the test and not tell me you passed and this and that. And wow. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. It's it's amazing. Like, I mean, it sounds like you're almost being treated like a child. You know? Pretty much. He, be, well, we had, so we had uh, around 10 years different, like difference in our age. Mm-hmm. So he was definitely treating me as a child. Mm-hmm. Like he used to, he tells me, he's like, I'm way more experienced and I lived in America all my life and you're just a newbie from India. So you don't know what to do. So let me tell you everything and I'll. I'll, ma- I'll make you successful. That's what his words used to be. Okay. If you follow my path, mm-hmm. let me write it down. He and he wrote it down for me. Right. Waking up, f- waking up, like, even if you don't have nothing, like, four in the morning, pray, cook food for everybody, um, watch some cartoons to learn English. You know, again, same routine, cook lunch, cook dinner. That was pretty much it. <laughs> so watch TV and cook. Yeah, watch TV and, and cook pray. and clean. Yeah, cooking um, clean. The house and was and hot. His house was huge, so it was like lots of cleaning. Wow. And yeah, he would come home, make sure um, counters are clean. If you see the dust in his hand, then you're gone. Really? I mean, the fir- so first time it started was like, um, he's so apparently, and I didn't know this when I was in India, but when, you know, he goes to work, his dad goes to work, mm-hmm. it's just uh, him and his, his mom. I mean, me and his mom. So we would, um, and she, she was very nice. She was really nice to me. She was teaching me everything. Um, I was also learning to cook and everything. Uh, so she would tell me stories about um, how bad her husband is. 
my father-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, how much she went through. They were more married for like, I would say more than 40 years. Mm-hmm. And how bad her life was, how much she got abused. And she would tell me all about it. She would also tell me how her son hits her. Really? And which was like, I couldn't believe her. I'm like, no, maybe you're... I mean, it's not that I, she was lying or anything. I was just surprised that I'm like, oh, I don't see that. You know what I mean? Yeah, Because sure. it, it wasn't gotten to that point. And this was like a week after I was. I just moved there. Yeah, that's crazy. If I ever hit my mom, my dad would have murdered me. Right? Yeah. Uh, but but well, <laughs> I, apparently it was fine because his dad also hit... He was, yeah, so he was learning. What he his was dad. learning from his dad, right. and like, uh, she was a housewife. She never, she she didn't know how to drive. She didn't know. She didn't speak the language. Only language she speak, spoke was my language, Gujarati. Uh, she never been out. Like she's been out with his dad and everywhere, but but like she wasn't independent. Like you know, nothing. She mm-hmm. couldn't do anything without without depending on them. Right. So yeah, she she was just telling me everything, and I'm like. I I started shaking. I'm like, I don't I I don't see that. And I'm like, maybe they have a different relationship, or I don't know what I was thinking that time. <laughs> so, what happened is uh, his sister actually she lived from like a couple miles away from there, and so she, sometimes she uh, drops her son at the house because we are home and we would watch him and everything. So in the morning, like he was crying and yelling, a kid, you know, doing all the stuff and. Um, yeah, my uh, ex-husband, he was, he was watching, um, the kid crying and his mom was watching him. He got so mad. I don't know why. I still don't know at this point why he so he got so mad. He walks and kicks his mom. So she's pretty tiny lady and he's a big guy. So she like flew on the floor. Really? And I was in the kitchen just watching and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's, it's real. Wow. Like I didn't know. Like she, I, I didn't know. Like she was telling the truth or anything, and then, and then I just freaked out. Like I, I, I'm like I can't watch this. So I started yelling at him. I'm like you can't treat your mom like this, this and that, and like I couldn't hold it. Mm-hmm. So I, I started defending her. So he freaked out on me because how dare you to defend her? Like you just gotta stand and watch and shut up. Anyways, I got in between them and like he didn't say anything it was just verbal arguments you know and his dad wasn't there but anyways he left for work and um, apparently this has happened many many times because I wasn't there and probably that was normal routine for them and yeah they left and she was telling me everything she was crying like you know this is very normal Um, so I called her sister his sister and I'm like hey this is this has happened I'm like he had five sisters. I'm like, you're Romans. You should, you know, like your mom's going through that. And apparently everybody knew. So, um, like one of the sister that wasn't married, she came, took her mom, and uh, um, her mom pretty much left and went to California at her other sister's house. She was like, I guess she was done. She was like, this is it after 40 years and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was like a, a long time after. When I, I'm trying to remember when that happened, when she actually left. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, then it was just me, uh, his dad and him. Oh, like, so she was out of the picture. She now. was out of the picture. She didn't come back. No, she didn't come back. She oh. was, she left for six months. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. So like everything on me, like b- before she used to help me like cooking and cleaning everything, but now it was just me, you know, trying to learn everything, um, do everything. And also like, uh, he was a recruiter, so he was also 
like oh you gotta work you know so there was like a uh, a boot camp for three weeks to learn how to code mm-hmm. so um yeah even doing that application was a big mess <laughs> I can go to like, I have a story for every single day. <laughs> <laughs> so like you had to, you had to like, um, they were hiring um, 20 people to train them and place them. So like you had to do your interview video. And I still wasn't speaking English. Like, and still we were fighting continue about like, you know, speaking English and stuff. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, and, and like, I don't remember when, he actually hit me first time, but I think it was, I'm trying to remember, something about not not speaking the language. Um, that's that's where it started, because his mom wasn't there. His It was just me, him, and his dad, so he actually started to take out on me. So what was going through your head, though, when, when mom left, right? Because, I mean, at, at one point, I'm sure she was the buffer, right? Like, she was between... She, she was the go-to target, and yeah. now that target is gone, basically. Did you think, oh, shit, I'm next, or? Well, when she left, I was mad at her, her living. Um, it's, it's because I'm like, like, you know, it's like the cultural thing, like, hey, your, your new in-law is in the house, and why do you do all this drama and stuff? Because she's like, they're like newlyweds. And so, I mean, it, it, now I think about it, it was just, <laughs> I was just being like, you know, like 19 year old going through those stuff and like I was kind of mad at her her living so I didn't call her or anything mm-hmm. um but like now I think about it, I'm like she that for good yeah. <laughs> that was good uh, to for her to do but yeah I was I'm like oh well um this happened and I was just trying to recover um I couldn't tell my parents because I mean I don't know I just didn't have guts to tell my parents and I didn't have a phone to like call anybody either there was a phone, like, landline, but I couldn't, that's not how you call to India from that call, you know, because he had a app downloaded on his phone, mm-hmm. probably was Google Voice, mm-hmm. and that's how I call my parents, but I didn't have a phone. I would have to wait until he comes home and call, and then he would be around, so I can't tell them any, anything. So it was, so you were not allowed to have a phone? No, I wasn't allowed to have a phone. Uh, I asked him many times, and, like, this is, like... <coughs> Um, violence went too far. Like, I used to ask him, like, hey, like, you know, give me a phone. I'm like, people in India, maids have phones. Like, everybody has phone, and you're not giving me a phone. And then he's like, oh, it's going to spoil you too much. You don't need a phone. What do you need a phone for? Like, you're not even working. He's like, well, who do you, you want to talk to? Like, I don't know. I guess he was, like, insecure that I'm going to have a boyfriend or something. Like, which... I still don't get it. Yeah, you would have had to have been able to leave the house to, for that. Well, to happen, apparently, right? according to him, I had a boyfriend in New York somewhere. Interesting. I don't know how. <laughs> so, so at this point, like, uh, so you said you don't remember the first time he hit you, right? No, I, I really don't remember. I'm trying to remember. It was and like so constant, like repeatedly. I don't remember. Okay, so it, it it evolved to to a regular thing. Yeah, it was like a pretty much a regular thing. Yeah. So the question though is like, what would have happened if? you know, he hit you, right? And then you did get on the phone and you told your parents, listen, you know, I'm being hit by this man. What would have happened, do you think? Um, How would that have gone down? Like, would your parents have have been okay with that? or? Uh, so, I don't know. So, I did tell my parents eventually, like, that happened a couple of times. Uh, if I would have told them first time, they would have been surprised. But... um. 
they probably would give me and 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 I did tell them like after after a couple of times it happened like it started getting too crazy mm-hmm. so I did tell them like and he also started calling my parents your daughter is not educated apparently she doesn't know anything here she can't speak a language like um she's only here for a green card now story turned mm-hmm. um and my parents is like and then he would tell them like fake stories about me um uh the stuff like i don't clean i don't cook and i'm like where are you eating three times a day <laughs> like and then my parents and then they're like oh she's like she talks back to me and um, she yells and stuff just one side of story he, he will tell and my parents already had everything on their head so i when i told finally told my parents my parents like oh you know like you got to be respectful about your husband and then and like knowing indian parents that's the first thing they would say like would never take your side right they would always like tell you to be better um you have to listen to him because apparently his he knows better than you do um so the same suggestions my parents gave me they were they're like they were like i don't know they weren't surprised mm. maybe because i already told them one one time when he was in india so but they i mean it's one thing to not be surprised but it's something else as a parent to know that your child is being hurt yeah and then they, you know to have that on your conscience like like if you know like if, if i had a child and i knew that that child was being harmed or anyone in my life that i care about right right you know like how could you sleep at night and they know? and they couldn't like they would they would tell me uh, about like um things. they would tell me about like um they're like oh i mean you guys got to make this work work because we can't come over there you know we can't like help you out um they're like we are just tired of your guys's fight because i i i see it like they were just getting tired and then and the, the funny thing is like we would have a fight and then later he would like he would take me out and send my parents pictures <laughs> so my parents would think everything is fine so like my parents were going through the roller coaster yeah. at the same time i was going so like and then and then my mom was like what's going on like your guys are you guys fight one time and then other other day like the next day you guys are fine he sends us pictures and everything so like and then his facebook account was like all pretty fied like oh yeah for sure all like decked up with like pretty pictures and us in the restaurant and like going to six flag and oh my gosh like so showing them he was he was he was a master of this game oh like, yeah he was like yeah. So yeah he knew exactly what he was doing he he was and then in the fun in in like whenever there are guests coming at the house like some like he would invite his coworkers and we would have big parties and stuff and i would cook and clean for 20 people mm. i will not get a help from him at all so like he he would put a picture of like oh he's like such a nice husband he's helping me to learn like everything and you know taking me out and like he was sending me to the boot camp to learn everything but little he knew i was actually making friends at the boot camp and um one of my really good friends she i met her and she was actually a doctor uh but she wanted to learn coding too so like you know i used to i didn't tell her exactly um uh, what i was going through but but like they saw my bruises like even though i would wear really? full wow. sleeve she um 
like she knew something was wrong like because he would he would drop me off pick me up i didn't have a phone it was not normal mm-hmm. so like they would ask me like hey is everything okay and like and i i i, I just i couldn't tell the story but like they kind of knew what something was going on but like um yeah she, uh, <laughs> one time like when he beat me up i had a bump on the head so like i told her and she ex- she was like Ex- was examining me because apparently like she is a doctor but later I will I I could use that in the court that I was able to use like a doctor you know so she, she so she saw the bruising and she saw and, the bruising and the injuries and, mm-hmm. and so she was thinking ahead she was thinking ahead yeah. like okay let me document this yeah she did that okay wow yeah so she but I mean I was talking to her as a friend and I knew she was a doctor I was telling her stuff but not like too deep into it mm-hmm. so yeah at that time she documented and like she was she examined me as a doctor so but yeah she was definitely thinking way ahead she she was uh, giving me some resources about like how the funny thing okay so when I was going through my interview they gave me uh, in the interview when I was in India the uh, they gave me this book about um, domestic violence. The, and the visa interview? The visa interview. Okay. At the end, after the interview was done, they're like, hey, congratulations, you got your visa, but I wanted to talk to you about a couple stuff. And she was explaining to me, like, this is a book. If anything happens, if your husband, I'm, I'm sure your relationship is great. If your husband start to be abusive or anything, any emergency, you call 911. There are hotline numbers. I, I didn't understand that time, and I was actually laughing. And I'm like, oh yeah, thanks. That will never happen. Right. <laughs> Again, like know, little, right? a little right. I knew. Yeah, you were 19 years old. Right, and, and actually, um, I threw the book away. Really? I oh. didn't bring it with me. I did not pack it in my uh, well, you, bag. You weren't allowed to have a phone anyway. So. Right, right. So I mean, but at least I could have read the book and like saw like who to call. Like mm-hmm. there's also a hotline that I would never know about. Um, so yeah. <laughs> So my, my actually my friend, she started explaining me the same. She's like, if something happens, I want you to know that like find a phone, give me a call, memorize my number. She made me memorize her number. Um, I did memorize her number. Um, she's like, we'll figure it out. Just just you gotta find a call and just give me a call or just call nine one one. I was I think I I I think it's my it was my Indian mindset that I would never call the cops. Mm-hmm. You know? Um so she was just prepping me for stuff but yeah like um yeah so like pretty much abuse happens every single day so how long were you living in this situation where you were being abused for one year for a whole year wow whole year amazing yeah amazing what was going through your mind at this point were you thinking about exiting the relationship at all i was i was like oh you know i have to make this work or yeah, pretty much. So my parents were, I think at the end, like my parents were kept saying like, you know, <clears throat> keep working. And then finally they did realize and they told me to get out. But at that point, like, like, you know, I I couldn't. I didn't want to because I was getting used to. I don't know if I was getting used to or anything, but it's just like I was too scared. Like I didn't speak the language. I didn't know where to go. I, I'm like, how am I going to make it into this country? Like not knowing anybody, so. So and and this the way this is set up though, I mean, especially like uh, you you said this with your mother in law as well, right? Yeah. No, it's okay. It's okay. You're good. Do you need a napkin? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, of course. But I mean, it sounds like I mean the way this whole thing is set up, 
it's designed to keep you in servitude, basically. Like, no car, no phone. Someone's driving you where you have to be, picking you up at a certain time, right, keeping right. tabs on you. Yeah. Your job is to wake up and take care of the house and the food. And <laughs> you're a college-educated woman, you know, who has career prospects. I mean, right. this whole thing is designed to keep you in, in this, like, slave mode, basically. Yeah, so apparently, like... He wanted me to make money, you know, because I support the house and stuff, but, like, not giving me uh, all other, like, yeah, you go to work, I'll drop you off, <laughs> I'll pick you up, and you don't need a phone for that, or, like, yeah, just bring the money in, but, like, it was it was just, it's just a weird, I don't know, I don't know even if there's a name for it, like, it's a controlling, like, um, yeah, he started getting really controlling, um, especially when my parents stopped taking his side he freaked out like okay so what's next now uh his his parents like my parents weren't taking his side anymore mm-hmm. um i had a support right so he was freaking out he stopped calling my parents he stopped and i, I couldn't even talk to my parents anymore because i can't call them apparently um and uh, yeah he's and then he's so we i went back i um talked to him about his mom i was started calling her because i wanted her to come back and and then she wanted to come back um, because she started talking about she like after forty years like you don't get divorced in our culture like mm-hmm. you don't so she I'm like okay and then like you know his dad used to force me like this doesn't look good in the family she's living in California people are talking so I convinced her uh, so me and him drove to California brought her back and. Uh, she she stopped taking my side (laughs) it was it was very weird like he would he would beat me up and she would be there she would uh she would go ahead and like disconnect the landlines so i couldn't call the cops really wow so she started supporting him which was like and then and then she started telling me she's like oh you'll get used to this She's like, you'll get used to, she's like, you know, it's it's just going to be like me, like, you know, a housewife staying home. And I'm like, and that's when it hit me. I'm like, I, (laughs) I don't want to get used to this. And this, this isn't, and then my parents kept telling me like, we sent you to school. We sent you to college. This is why we did this. So if you're in this situation, you should be well-educated. You should be, you shouldn't be scared about standing on your feet because you can get a job. Uh, like they kept encouraging me to get out because they were like done. They couldn't take the phone calls from him anymore. They couldn't take what he was doing to me anymore. So like they were encouraging me to do that. But like, I just didn't have that courage. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's gotta be terrifying. I mean, like you said, in a new country, you're not really speaking a language all that well yet. Don't know where to go. Don't know who to turn to. Yeah. So what was it finally, you know, how did you finally start exiting that relationship? So, um, so the guy who arranged our marriage, I'm like, okay, I gotta bring him in a picture. What's going on? Um, so apparently he was trying to reach me, um, but I didn't have a phone. So he called him, and he's like, "Hey, give me a Rashida's number. I want to talk to her." And he's like, "Oh, I'll give you. Um, I'll have her call you when I get home." And he's like, "No, just give me her number." And he's like, uh, "She doesn't have a phone." And that's when, excuse me, so that's when he's like, why doesn't she have a phone? 
and he, and he kind of sensed something. He didn't know anything what was going on. So he's like, she's been there for almost a year, and she doesn't have a phone. Like, so he's like, he's like, oh yeah. He just played it cool. He's like, okay, so when you get home, just um, have her give me a call. So he was there. Um, and again, we were fighting. We weren't talking to each other. We were sleeping in a different rooms. Um, like it was just like I, a, st- a person that I didn't know. Yeah, like um, roommates. Yeah, we were roommates. So he calls he calls him and he's like, and then he was being all nice to me. Oh, here, uh, uncle want to talk to you. Um, and he would sit next to me. So I told that uncle, I'm like, he's like, what's going on? Um, you don't have a phone? I told him everything. I'm like, he's sitting right next to me and I don't know how. <laughs> Have I had that courage? I'm like, I, I, I'm getting beat up anyway, so I'm, I just, I'm just going to tell him everything. Mm-hmm. So I told him everything, and he's like, and I didn't know he was recording the conversation. Oh, wow. So he was recording in his phone everything what uncle was saying because I wouldn't put him on a speaker. Mm-hmm. So and that uncle was telling me, like, get out of, get out of there. Like, don't care about what people's going to think. Don't care about anything. Like, you just got to get out. Um, and then I, I, and I was nodding. I'm like, mm-hmm, okay, yeah. Because I didn't want him to know that he's suggesting me to get out. Right. So later, he, uh, he heard the conversation because he recorded everything. And that was horrible. Like, he, yeah, that's when he, like, choked me and, like, beat me up with the roller pin. And, like, <laughs> it was, it was horrible. So, the, Sorry. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. You take your time. I n- I never talked this out loud. Mm-hmm. So okay. yeah. <laughs> You're okay. So I I like you know yeah, I didn't have a phone so I couldn't call the cops anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next day like we had uh. His sister-in-law, not his sister-in-law, but his sister, uh, she's like, okay, so I'm doing a dinner and I want you guys to come over and everything. Again, his mom and dad and everybody. And she also invited a couple of my other friends. And um, going back to the story, when, you know, when I got married, uh, his, his, one of his other friend also came with him. And he was also looking for a girl and getting married. So her, that girl and I, we became friends because we were from India, and these guys too were from here. So we were in the same situation, right, you know? So we used to talk to each other. She knew what I was going through and everything, but her husband was nice. Mm-hmm. Like, she wasn't, like, so I used to tell her everything, and but he wasn't the same way. He used to, was actually supporting her and everything. So, mm-hmm. and then they were at the dinner uh, at his sister's house. So we, we got there, like, I was helping her to prep the food and everything. Um, and like my friend, the friend I'm talking about that who was also from India, her husband was being really nice to her, treating her nice, helping her out. So I'm, I'm like, okay, why can't you do this for me? I didn't tell him that. Mm-hmm. But in my head, I was going through. I'm like, I'm like, why can't we make this work? So um, when we like, we had a dinner and everything and we were driving back. And again, like bruises I had like, Bruises on my arms, and I was wearing like full sleeves, you know. So, um, yeah. So we were <laughs> sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Once it started, it doesn't stop. It's okay. <laughs> it's 
Seriously, not a problem. You don't need to apologize for feeling, you know. I, th I think a lot of times, uh, I, I never understood why 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 you see people t telling a tough story sometimes, yeah. you know, and then it's like the the tears come or the emotion comes, and it's like, oh, I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. <laughs> Just feel it. You know, the more you feel it, the more you can let go of it. True. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what was I? Yeah. So we were driving back, and um, and like I was telling him in the car, like, hey, so you know. Um, like he is treating her really nice and why can't you do that to me and he's like he freaked out like you want me to treat you nice like i do everything for you and apparently everybody is so dumb and he is the smartest guy in the world and i knew the word word narcissist by that time <laughs> so i used it i'm like you are a narcissist i'm wow. like i know you are the one and you think everybody's dumb in the world and I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm still here with you and you can't make this work. And I, I think I just, I, I said everything that I could have thought saying it. I cursed him many times. I, like, I just couldn't keep it in. So we got to home and again, he punched me on the face and my nose was bleeding. Um, we got home and he's like, that's it. We got to sit down, talk about this and like you know like ups and down we did have good times um when he's nice he's the nicest guy in the world but then he would apologize for hitting me and everything and he was apologizing to me make sure not to tell every anybody and then everything is my fault he hits me because i make him do that um <laughs> so yeah of course because it's my fault That's anyway fault, so yeah. we were yeah we were talking um he's like okay let's sit down let's really talk through because this is a toxic relationship Oh, he was telling you it was a toxic Yeah, it was. Like you didn't know already. Yeah, this is like, <laughs> this is getting out of hand. I was never a, this person. You made me this person. Oh, my God. You made me do, do this. You made me like, you make, like, you make me so angry that you bring this person out of me that it's not me. So every, like, and he would say that, like, every other day. So he, uh, for me, it was like, whatever, okay, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 you know, I started believing it. I'm like, it's my fault. I can't leave the relationship because it's on me. Mm -hmm. I failed. You know, it was my fault. That's what I was thinking that time. So, like, yeah, he, um, we were talking, and then, like, I started pointing out the stuff that, making it seem like that it wasn't my fault. I was just straight up telling me, okay, so not speaking English, that's my fault. He's like, it's been a year and you still can't speak English. Yes, it's your fault. I'm like, who I communicate to? You? And every time I try to talk to you, uh, you put me down. So there is no way I can speak in English with you because I'm already so scared. <laughs> I'm not going to learn from you. Right. So like, yeah, so like I was pointing every single thing and I was talking back to him what he was saying. So he got so mad, grabbed the chair, beat me up with it. Um, and then... Yeah, that was night. So I like, again, his, his mom, I was going to the phone and his mom was sitting right there, won't do anything. But I, like, yeah, so she took the phones. I couldn't call the cops. But the thing is, I was never mad at her. I'm like, you lost it. I'm like, lady, you lost it 40 years ago. You've been the situation. And I'm like, I don't blame you because you're not in your right mind. You think this is normal? Mm -hmm. So I never, I never blamed her. And at this point, I still don't. I'm like... 
if you didn't help me, maybe it's because you didn't have the courage because you knew you have to live here the rest of your life and I'm an outsider. If I live, you have to live with them, you know? So mm-hmm. I kind of got it. I, I, I never asked for, ask her for help or anything, but... That's one of the hardest things to understand yeah. as an outsider looking in, right? Like I wasn't there and I don't understand obviously all the pressures that you guys were under, but you would think that one woman to another, right? Like one person in that same situation of abuse to another, you would think that you would want to help that person right. escape that, you know, or, or live a better life in some way, shape or form, but she just couldn't do she, that. She didn't because I, now I think about it. So when I, like, you know, when I told you, um, when I brought her back from California, mm-hmm. Abuse went so far, and she already knew that I'm going to leave. You know, one day I'm going to leave. Oh, she knew that about you. Yeah, she knew that about me. She she probably learned, I don't know, maybe she knew. Mm-hmm. Um, so she stopped supporting me because she knew that once I leave, it's just her right. and her son and her husband. So she had to live that life with them because she knew she's never going to leave. Right, right. So I think it was just that she was scared to support me. That's what I'm thinking. That makes um, sense. So, yeah, so I mean, I, I understood her, maybe uh, I'm, I'm still thinking that was the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I uh, took his phone, um, I found his phone, I called the cop, uh, not, not the cops, I called that uncle, and I told him everything, this is what happened. And um, he's like, you gotta leave, like, you just got to leave, like, he's like, this is ridiculous, like, the the lady I knew, you're not that. He's like, who are you? Like, because the, when he knew me, I was a different person. Like, I was, like, apparently, <laughs> like, I was very strong that time in the college. Like, all ener- energetic, I wanted to do stuff. And it's like, this isn't you. Like, what life you're living? So, okay, I'm like, okay, I, I'll leave. But I didn't know I was going to leave, you know. I, um, I just, it just made me feel better at that time. So I'm like, okay, I'll leave. Um, so, but before even this night, one time he, he took me to Walmart, we had a big fight, he dropped me off, we were at Walmart at 12 at night, and he dropped me off in the middle of the road, and I just sat there waiting for him, I didn't have a phone, who to call or nothing, and then, and then his dad sent him back to pick me up, he's like, oh, did you learn your lesson yet? Jesus Christ. So, so apparently, like, he did these things. Many times. Um, but, yeah, so um, the morning I woke up, um, I he broke my toe. Like, from the chair that he hit me with, he apparently broke my toe. So I, I had, like, it was bruised up. So I asked him, I'm like, can you at least take me to see the doctor or, like, get me something? He wouldn't take me to the doctor because otherwise I would say something. Um, so nothing. He's like, oh, you'll be fine. Um I'm like, okay, and, and, and I knew, I'm like, this is it, I, I don't think I can take it anymore, but I don't know, I, I, I don't remember what was going through my head, it's just a blur to me right now, mm-hmm. so what I did is um, I re- memorized that friend's number, I called her, um, she's like, okay, I'm calling hotline right now, uh, sh- I mean, sh- uh, because I didn't want it like big it was so big in my head to calling the cops and them coming over. And I'm like, I just don't want that whole situation. Mm-hmm. So she's like, she's like, okay, um, what I want you to do, she's like, just stay calm. Don't do anything. Don't, 
like I was in my room upstairs. My mother-in-law, she was downstairs. So she's like, let me call the hotline and I will get back to you. So she called the hotline and there was this lady. Um, she answered the phone and she's like, okay, so tell her to grab her documents. Tell her to grab whatever she can and just leave the house. Don't think about anything. Don't like waste your time to look for stuff. We'll figure it out. So my friend calls me back and she's like, do you have your documents? I'm like, no. <laughs> he took everything. Like the day when I got to United States, he's like, give me all your green card, give me your documents, give me your jewelry and everything and I'll keep it in a safe for you. So he had everything. So I didn't have nothing, uh, not even to prove who I am or like, you know. Uh, so uh, I grab a garbage bag, like a black one. Uh, put some clothes in it, and there was a, thankfully, there was a trash day. <laughs> so um, he had cameras around the house, so he knew if I would go out, do anything. So I walked outside with a bag, and my mother-in-law, she's like, uh, where are you going? She Because she was watching me at that point, like, she's been watching me for a long time to make sure I don't call cops, and I was all bruised up, so she wanted to make sure I don't even go to the neighbor's. Um, because I did also try that, going to neighbors, talk to them, but I, I couldn't get out. So she, um, she's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm just going to uh, take out the, the cans and put some trash in. She's like, okay. So I went outside, grabbed the bag, put the trash out, and I just left. And <laughs> 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 I, I know she couldn't catch me. Um, did she try she went outside, She walked because I couldn't ba get back in. I know, like, she was watching me, mm -hmm. but I just left. I don't know what happened after, um, and I'm sure he was, uh, he would look at the cameras and see I left with a bag, right. uh, with the garbage bag with maybe a one cloth or something in it. Um, so, yeah, so um, I, I walked up to the bus station because that was the station right outside, um, my friend told me to, she's like, just go get out of there somewhere. And she's like, um, because she was so, she lived so far to me, far from me. So she couldn't come pick me up by the time. She's like, somehow get to the superior court, the one in uh, downtown Phoenix. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have money, nothing. <laughs> um, I, so I got to the bus station and I was talking to the lady and, uh, she saw my bruises and everything. So like. She's like, okay, just let's get you on the bus. She talked to the driver. They got me on the bus, and they're like, and then like you know, they kept talking until I um, got to the downtown Phoenix. So like, the driver would talk to another person, like, hey, like I'm dropping her off. Make sure she gets to the uh, the court. And um, the lady also suggested to, because she was in the the superior court over there. She's like, just I will just get her in the person right here, and we'll get it from there. So I got there. I went through the security and I asked, I'm like, hey, so uh, where's this lady? I'm looking for her. And she's like, they're like, they were really nice to me. They're like, oh, she's right here in the hall. So they take me there. Uh, and by the time my friend got there too. So yeah, she was like, um, she's like, did you get your documents and everything? I'm like, no, I don't have nothing. And I was just freaking out. <laughs> I didn't know how I made that far, but like, I was like blank. I don't remember what was going on. I didn't know that time that I left for good. In my mind, I was still going to go back. In my mind, this was just a phase that I don't know what's happening, you know? So um, 
and then I told her everything and I'm like I'm like I just so you know I was so scared I'm like just so you know I don't want to get involved with like legal stuff I don't want to do anything and I'm like now uh, now I don't have any documents so I gotta go back to India and I don't know if you know but like um when you marry a citizen um you get a conditional green card so that's like for two years and if you divorce before two years you have you lose your um green card and you have to go back to India or whatever country so you're you're risking quite a lot here. Yeah, so yeah. it was only a year and mm. I was telling her I'm like I'm, I have to go back to India and I'm like I don't know if I can go back. People's going to talk, they're going to look at me differently. I can't be a divorcee like I can't have that title like I was just freaking out about. She's like <laughs> she was really she knew what she was doing like because you know she would tell she 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 brought this form. It wasn't a form, but it was like um a circle of domestic violence circle and there were many things on it and she's like okay calm down let's do one step at a time so like i want you to mark he's like here's pen and pencil just mark the stuff that you think you go through like or you went through and i marked every single (laughs) thing in there and she's like, you know, if somebody would have just marked one thing, that's a domestic violence. And she's like, you marked the whole circle. Wow. So she's like, this isn't normal. And then she would, she calmed me down by telling her story, what she went through. Um, she was telling me, she's like, let me tell you about my story. And she told me, like, she went through the domestic violence. And that's how she became an advocate that... Um, went through that situation and then she was so in love with her husband and she went back after leaving the relationship and then when she went back that's when it got worse she ended up in a hospital with broken bones so and i'm like okay i'm like i was so in love with that person i'm like i don't know if i can leave but it wasn't love (laughs) it was the what do you call a control he had so much control over me that I couldn't do anything on my own like like every every little thing I would think about oh what would he say if I do this what right. would he do if I do this like you were completely s- dependent on him by this time right, right right so and and I and still I was talking like very broken English um it, it was better enough to like get out of stuff like little sentences um so she understood because, you know, she, uh, she, I mean, you can, <laughs> it's like a body language and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So she's like, okay, what I want you to do, she's like, how about this? Well, how about you stay away from him for a couple of days, one step at a time? Um, but now I think about it, it wasn't a couple of days because she's like, okay, I want you to get a restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, okay, it's whatever, a piece of paper or order. I don't know what that was. And she explained it to me, but I did not understand what a standing order was because uh, in my head, I was going to go back. Right. So she's like, do you know anybody here? Do you have anybody that you can live at their house or anything? And she told my friend, my friend was saying that like, you know, you can, she can, I can live at her house, but she told her it's, uh, it's dangerous actually for her if she let me live in her with her because my ex was psychotic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and then I wouldn't do that anyways so i'm like i i have nowhere i'm like i have no family no friends nobody here that i can uh, live with and she was asking like my whole family everybody's in india so 
she's like, okay, let's go get the restraining order. She had me write down what happened the night before. Um, wrote down everything. Um, went to the judge, got a restraining order. Um, and then she's like, okay, so I'm going to s- arrange. Um, I want you to go stay at excuse me, a uh, uh, domestic violence shelter. She's like, that's the best option for you. You're not knowing anybody, plus, like, you don't want to risk anybody else's life or anything because he might come looking for me. Right. So I, I'm like, okay. I had no idea what shelter was. Um, I kn- that was a new word for me. Um, so she had somebody pick me up. Um, she's like, but before you do that, I want you to go to the hospital. Um, tell them what happened. So I'm like, okay. So I was just following the instruction, not knowing what I was doing. Um, so, um, yeah, so I went to the shelter. They asked me everything if I had uh, a restraining order, because if you don't, you kind of have to get it um, because you're living with other people and you don't want to risk their life either. Sure. So, um, yeah, uh, and then from there I told them I need to go to the hospital. Um so they're like, okay, we'll, we'll get you there. Um, it wasn't too far, so I walked there. And um, I told them what, was, what happened. They called the cops for me. I'm like, oh, no, this is happening. <laughs> this is when it got real. I'm like, I'm like is he going to know I'm doing this? They're like, no, no, if you, don't, if, you, if you don't have to press charges, you just tell us what happened. I was so scared. I'm like oh, this is all happening legally. I don't want to go through this and was so freaked out. But yeah, I stayed there. Like, you know, they did x-rays and everything for my toes and like um, they wrote the report. Uh, but I told them, um, I told them like probably 20 times, I'm not going to press the charges. I don't want to press the charges. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. But he's like, it's okay. If you don't want to press charges, you don't want to. It's just a report. I'm just documenting. I'm like, okay. So... <laughs> So that everything got it got documented. Um, I went back to the shelter. Uh, everybody was calling me. I had a phone by the time. Uh, everybody started calling my my parents, his family, uh, because he reported me as missing. Okay. <laughs> I was missing from the house. You're missing, yeah. Yeah. No one was doing the cooking and the cleaning no, anymore. No, no. Right? So I was missing, but. Um, his, his parents were calling me, everybody was calling me, like, saying that, um, we don't do this, let's work it out, this isn't, this isn't, like, our status, like, you know, it looks bad on us, um, and, um, the crazy, yeah, it should look bad on (laughs) you, yeah, the crazy thing is, like, um, you know, every Sunday, I'm trying to remember, it was every Sunday or Saturday, we used to go to the temple, and people at the temple knew everything what was going on. Oh, they did. Uh huh. But nobody would support me because um, apparently they are friends with his side of family. And again, I'm a I'm an outsider. Right. So I will live any time, but they want to continue relationship with his family. Sure. So yeah, I mean, um, they were calling me people from the temple saying that like, "What are you doing?" Some people were supporting me secretly, but wouldn't speak out loud. Um. But, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's, um, that's, I think that's a common thing a lot of times in organizations, um, in organized religions, for sure. Something I experienced, uh, growing up as a child, but I never understood why someone would claim to be whatever Christian, for example, in my experience, right. Right. 
and then know that something terrible is happening, mm-hmm. show up at church and do the church thing, take pictures and, you know, keep right, up appearances, right. but then not actually do anything about it behind the scenes. It's like, that's hypocritical to me. Like, it makes no sense that you would claim to be a follower of XYZ goodness, right? That's when my, <laughs> I would say my beliefs started going down. I'm mm-hmm. like, you guys fake it. Like, you yeah. are not true. You go to the temple, sh- do a, do this big show, spend thousands of dollars, um, donations, this and that. But when the real situation comes, where are you? Right. Like, you're not supporting the real cause and you're putting money in a temple like a, it's a, it's like a materialistic thing. Yep. Status thing. Status, right. Again, right. status. Like, oh, we have a big temple or like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and none of that stuff matters no. if, if people are hurting, right? right like, right. what good is a temple if you've got people hurting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, by this time, he he knew it happened, and he lost it. He started calling my family, my friends, um, everybody started sending uh, my pictures that I would have sent him one time, mm-hmm. uh, writing the whole big messages and emails about how fraud I was. How you, how were a, you were a fraud. I was a fraud, and my parents were a fraud. Really? Wow. <laughs> that, uh, because I wanted a green card. But I'm like, at this point, I lost everything. I don't have anything. Right. I'm here living with nothing in a shelter. Did they understand that you had actually risked your green card to do this? Who did? I'm, I'm asking if the people who are I don't basically think so. putting no, pressure no, on... No, nobody did. They didn't understand. No, yeah. they were... Um, yeah, so... Uh, in Like, again, everything he was saying wasn't true, but... Uh, he can write a pretty email. Um, he was really good at writing, talking, faking. So, mm-hmm. again, he did that. He sent that, th- send everything to friends, family, and everybody thought it was my fault. Wow! So, Amazing. yeah. And then uh, I'm living here in a shelter. He is threatening me anywhere I'll see you, I'll kill you. Wow! Telling my parents, just remember, she's gonna be back in India in three months. Like I challenge you, that I'm gonna send her back. He said this to your parents. He said that to my parents. What did you, how did your parents respond to this? I'm interested. I, I, my parents just, my parents started recording. They were smart. They started recording the conversation. They were threatening. My parents wouldn't say anything like, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, They, uh, he was threatening me through my parents, uh, saying that if I see her on the street, I know where she lives. He didn't. I know where she lives. I know where all the shelters are. I'll find her and kill her. Wow. So my parents recorded the conversation. They sent it to me. Um, I called the cops. I told them um, everything what has happened, and they're like, and, and the funny thing, like he, wa- I called the police, and they walked in and like, so you are missing. <laughs> he was just being <laughs> funny because he, right, right. He's like, apparently you're missing. I'm like, oh, am I? And I didn't know that he filed my missing report. Right. He's like, yeah, you're missing. Um, and I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, he filed a missing report. For me, but he's like, you are living in a domestic violence shelter. So I kind of under got the situations and I told him everything. And um, they were very supportive. Um, like they, you know, try to do everything that they could do. Um, and I had 30 days in the shelter to find a job. Um, you know, like uh, they give you uh, uh, an advocate to work with. Uh, there are so many programs in there. You, I met I met one of my best friend. I met her over there. Uh, she was she went through the same situation. She was there with her three kids, mm-hmm. and then, and then it was kind of like, and then he would talk about oh 
we don't live in a shelter. That's where all the other people lives. Like, you know, again, start talking about lower people lives and we are Indians. We don't, and I was the only Indian girl in the shelter. Not going to lie, but like, <laughs> we don't, we don't do that. And like, look what kind of life you're living in a shelter with like all other people, low life. And, and, and at that point, like, he got served with a restraining order a t- three days after. It took a couple of days to get it served, but mm-hmm. once he got once he got served, that's when he started freaking out and he told everybody, "Okay, we are gonna get divorced." And sh- he freaked out and like, "How dare you to leave me? Like, I brought you to this country, and how dare you to do this?" Like, it just he had nobody to hit now. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I think about maybe if. He took that out on his mom. I don't know. Let's hope not. Yeah. I, my, my, my hopes are not high that that didn't happen. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was gone. A um, couple of many other events happened in between. I had to go back to the house, get my clothes finally. Did you ever um, get your documents? Back so, again, so <laughs> I wanted to get my documents and then I got, a, I got the cops with me to go with me. But he hid the documents at his sister's house. So I couldn't find it. Um, and he was begging me to not to do the case through the middle guy. And the middle guy was telling him, give her a document. And he's like, I don't have it, this and that. And she probably take it, took it with her. She is lying. She just want to create all the drama and everything. So I, at that time, I just gave up. I'm like, I don't care. All I cared about, I just needed to work. Uh, now, now I had nothing. Um, so, uh, in the, in the shelter, like the, that lady, um, again, they were helping me through. They gave me um, information about this other person that I'm really good friends with him now. That they uh, they do like uh, um, they help you document with the documents and stuff, and they didn't charge me anything. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's what they do every, with everybody, but uh, this lady, she told them this is she's living in a shelter. She doesn't have any, anything. So yeah, so I, I went to him. I talked to him, um, and he he. I told him like he was asking me questions. He's like, "Do you have pictures?" Because he had to submit pictures on the Facebook of that I was I was still married. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, and he was going through the pictures like, "Oh my gosh!" Like you don't. It doesn't, looking at the picture, it does not look like that that's how he is or mm-hmm. like you guys aren't getting along or like nothing at all. It's like, um, so yeah. So, I mean, we filed all the documents and he's like, it's going to take a couple months uh, because to get my green card. And uh, I was telling him, I'm like, so what do I do? Like after my two years expires, do I go back to India? Now I don't have nothing. Like once I get divorced, finalized. So he's like, no, just go keep going through that divorce process. I want you to get divorced as soon as you can. Um, he's like, and uh, I'll take care of the stuff. He's like, I'm applying for removing a condition. And he's like, give me all the documents that you, um, uh, when I call the cops at the hospital, he's like, give me everything that you have documented. I'm like, okay. So I gave him all the stuff and I'm like, oh, that lady, that's why she wanted me to get documented. Um, I, I couldn't, you know, like when you don't think it's, through like somebody else is thinking for you that time yeah well you're a 20 year old kid in a foreign right. country you know, and like you i know don't know anything. the process That's i right, right. <laughs> so uh yeah i submitted it, i just gave it to him um and then uh, 
at the shelter I was like helping other people um like applying for jobs because I was good at like IT stuff website stuff um I was just working over there mm-hmm. um doing little things um and I made friends and then we would take a bus which I never took bus before um like we would go places uh like and that's when I started learning English like talking to people right I was in a shelter for like what three months. Um, I talked to everybody, um, hung out all the time, and then I had nothing else to do. So I, my one of my friends, she gave me a tablet, one of her kids' tablet, and she had all the cartoons, <laughs> movies in there, like Disney movies and everything. So that's what I watched all that time. I caught up to all the Disney movies <laughs> <laughs> with the subtitles, and that's how I started learning. Um, so I, I was getting better because like twenty four hour I was speaking English. Um, so that really helped. And I, in my head, I'm like, screw you, dude. Now I'm talking. <laughs> 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 Look who can speak now. Just kidding. <laughs> that but had to yeah. feel good though, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, and then I'm like, I'm like, he, that's what he just needed. Let me do my thing. Right. Like it was, yeah, it was, I'm like, it was so hard for me to learn. I could have learned so much in one year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but. It's amazing though. I <laughs> yeah. mean, just to. You know, just how much you can blossom when you're allowed, you yeah. know, the freedom to go yeah. into the places and be with the people that are going to help you become what you want to become, you know? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like, yeah, and then the emotion you go through, like, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, you're, you're in the shelter, surrounded by the same stories, which, which is helpful, actually. Mm-hmm. But like, you still think that this isn't your culture, that's not what you do, or this, is, this isn't where you live, or... Right. Or like, um, like you're like, I was still in like, apparently in love with him because I'm his only guy that I ever knew I ever been with or anything. I'm like, Mm -hmm. so I was like, so still into him and it it was, I still had that, like, you know, he still had that control over me. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, finally, like still, um, he convinced me to drop a protection order. So I did drop it. Uh, that was that I dropped after a couple months. I did have my green card already by th- by the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, protection order is normally for like what nine months or a year or so. Um, but yeah, I dropped it. I started talking to him again, and then uh, uh, we were going through the divorce. And I and I'm like, why he, is he being so nice to me and me like being all naive in what I just went through. I was like working out with him, you know, like, and I was, I told my parents, I'm like, so we are talking again. And my parents are like, okay, if you go back to him, my dad is like, if you go back to him, we are not here for you. Just, just know that I'm not your dad anymore. You're not allowed to call me. We will never, ever talk to you. Wow. So he told me like a saying, like, once you spit, you don't lick it back. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know if that's doesn't how you translate see. exactly, right? You're right. Doesn't yeah. translate. But that's what pretty much yeah. what he meant. Right. But um I don't know. It, I don't know what it was. I was just still um I know what my dad was saying, but at the same time my dad wasn't here. He had more my ex had more control over me than anybody else. Right. So he was just, and then later I realized that he was just being so nice to me and everything. So I don't file, I don't pro- press the charges mm-hmm. for him or anything. And for the divorce, I don't ask half of everything. 
which I didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just got divorced in like right away, two months. And apparently he filed for the divorce, so it's called like, oh, he divorced me. Right, right, yeah. He had to be in control <laughs> of that too. He had to be the control of the divorce right, too. Of so yeah, and then as soon as we got divorced, actually, he stopped talking. Uh, and then I'm like, I realized everything. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm such an idiot. Mm. <laughs> like, So if he hadn't done that, like if he was sincere about wanting to have you back, do you think he would have gone back even after all of that? Um, so we did talk about that. We were, yeah, so he was talk- saying everything, going back. He stopped talking to me after divorce, like mm-hmm. everything. And then again, he started talking to me. But by the time I had so much therapy, right? I I went through like many sessions, like talking at the shelter, like they provide you everything. Um, and I was also going outside. Um, by the time I was like, no, no, not going to happen, not going to happen. He did come back. And again, um, he didn't have any control over anymore. So he freaked out. He um, he slashed my tires on, in, from my car. I got a restraining order again. And um, that's, that's when... I th- I think that's when he found out I was dating another guy. <laughs> 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 and um, that's another story. But yeah, I did. I finally came to my senses and I got a restraining order. Right, right. Um, but yeah. And, and yeah, so by the time I was working, I had my documents. Um, then I, I had to go to the court because my uh, uh, green card was expiring. And uh, they're like... And the judge was like, I never thought this would happen. But judge is like, he was looking at me, looking at him, like all this stuff. He's like, and then this was about some other case. I can't remember, what, or maybe it was for the green card or stuff. But ju- judge could see that he was such a, a not a nice person, you know. Well, so you did have the documentation. Right? Yeah. So he wouldn't, he, could, he wasn't understand. Like he was showing him documents about, oh, this is when he was fighting the restraining order. Mm-hmm. So he... He was saying, like, she, she's saying that um, she got beat up. I didn't take her anywhere. I didn't do this for her. I didn't get her a phone. Look at her. Look at... He was showing a judge my Facebook pictures saying that, look, I took her to Six Flags. Look, I took her out for dinner. And judge is like, okay, uh, that doesn't mean you didn't beat her up. That's right. So, um, and at the end, judge is like, he's like, okay, so you, what I want you to do is, like, here's the papers. Take it. You don't have to go back to India. He brought you to this country. Not like it's it's his, it was his responsibility to like you know take care of you and even like work it out. And he beat you up instead. Mm-hmm. He's like you don't have to go back anywhere. Here's you c- you're gonna remove the condition and you'll have a permanent green card. That's fantastic. Yeah. So um, yeah. So then then he lost. <laughs> <laughs> so now she's staying in the country and we you know the yeah, yeah. phone well, calls he, he made to my parents. I can imagine. But I think he probably thought he was going to punish you by sending you back, right? That's what he was doing. Yeah. Like he was going to punish me to live, like, you know, to send me back to India and living that life over there. Right. Um, so, yeah, he, he's like. He's going to be like, ha ha, I won. And then the judge says, sorry, bud, she stays. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy walking in the elevator. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> And the funny part is, like, in the in the elevator, um, his his mom was also there, mm-hmm. and she had a translator because she didn't speak English. And his translator uh, was in my elevator, and he's like, and he looks at me. This is after the case because he was translating, listening, everything, and he looks at me. He's like, 
you did really good. He's like, I'm glad you did this. That's awesome. I'm like, you were his translator and like people say it, you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, thanks. Yeah. Like, well, it's hard to look at that much evidence and think anything other yeah, than this yeah. guy's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah for was, sure. Yeah. And then, yeah, by the time, um, I started working, like, you know, I was working at Walmart for a couple months. Um, I got, once I finally got my documents, I got my resume together. Then I was able to use my degree and get like an IT job and yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so your story ends up having a pretty happy ending Yeah, at the yeah, end of the day. Yeah. And you got to stay, you didn't, yeah, you, you, you know, you weren't deported, no. but then fast forward to today and you know, yeah. you're driving a Tesla. I know. Right? <laughs> working, <laughs> working a pretty nice job. Yeah. Got a, got a, a good man in your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, Who happens to be a police officer. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so funny. Like. I I never thought that I would be I would be living here married to a white guy, a police officer, mm -hmm. which I was very scared of. <laughs> <laughs> but now now it's, it's the funny <clears throat> thing is like, you know, he is the one who helped me through everything. Um I was when when we met, um I was still like wasn't over my ex. And I was able to like we started talking as a friends. Um but it wasn't, like, we were dating, but, you know, like, I, I pretty much broke up with him after a week. I'm like, no, I can't do this. I, uh, if anything, you're, you're going to be my rebound, and you're too nice guy to, to do that. And um, he's, like, he's like, no, I want you to tell me everything. Like, just talk to me. I want to help you. He's like, I really, really want to help you. Because he knew my situation. I already told him all the stories. So, um, yeah, we, I, was, I was just very, very, like, comfortable telling him everything. And he was like... He would talk me through, like he would, he was, he would like support me in like every, you know, everything. And then, yeah, that's a time when, um, one time I, I used to live in Mesa and uh, we were dating and he all, he knew all about my ex and uh, that time he wasn't a police officer yet, but he always carried a gun with him. Um, I like this guy. Yeah. So he, uh, he, he came there. He lived in North Phoenix, and I lived in Mesa. So after work, he came there to pick me up. Uh, we were going to go hiking uh, So in the evening. Uh, so he came, picked me up. But I didn't know my ex was still stalking me, even after a year or two. Really? Wow. Um, so he, my ex was sitting under the apartment, uh, watching me, going out with, the, with this guy, and got in in his truck and we drove to North Phoenix and my ex follow us from Mesa to North Phoenix. So Matt, like we parked his truck um, and he left the back truck. What do you call it? The like tailgate? The, the tailgate, it, it opened. So I was just sta sitting there and Matt was getting his stuff. Um, we were gonna take a hike. And Matt's uh, your current husband. Yes. Just <laughs> FYI. So, yes. <laughs> so he was, um, he was uh, getting his stuff, and my ex rolls over in his car, his fancy Audi, <laughs> rolled down his windows, and I see him. I was like, I don't know. I was so shocked all this time I see him. I don't know what was going in my head. I just sat there and started crying. And then my husband found out that he's like, and he sees it. He gets a gun. <laughs> he gets a gun. He, he he knew that was my ex. Right, um, right. Because, like, and, and my, my ex actually rolled down the windows. And you know what he tells me? 
in my language, all the way he drew to tell me that after I left him, he dated 18 to 19 girls. <laughs> <laughs> How childish is that? I know. And that's what wow. he, and then when he saw uh, Matt jumping from the truck, getting the gun, he just left. He, uh, he it's probably the smartest thing he ever did. Yeah, yeah. He just left. He never, um, I don't know. And, and then, yeah. When he left, my car was parked in my apartment. So that's when he slashed my tires. Now I remember. He went back, slashed my tires. Um, so yeah, by that time I got there, uh, I, didn't, I didn't get to my car. I woke up in the morning and saw my tires were slashed and everything. And Matt, that time, was kind of getting to the academy. Mm-hmm. So he's like, he's like, okay, I want you to do one thing. He's like, let's get a restraining order. And he's like, it's not safe for you to live in these apartments anymore because he knows where you live. Let's get your tire <laughs> car fixed. So yeah, he went through everything with me. Um, like we, you know, talked uh, how I felt. Um, like pretty much, I could tell him anything. Right. Um, so yeah, by the time I'm like, I moved to North Phoenix, um, and then like he would call me every. Ma- he would make sure that I pick up my phone. If I don't pick up my phone, he will freak out because like you know by the time he saw what happened and mm-hmm. he was just freaked out about my ex that because he's that kind of people are not stable you know right. like you never know. You never so, know, yeah. So yeah, I mean, then he was being very protective <laughs> and everything. But yeah, it w- now we've been married for like what almost three years. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's quite the turnaround. So now when I look at your social media, it's real. It is real. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like now I'm like, my, everything is real. I mean, and that's, that's why like, you know, I, some people I know that they're going through that and I yeah. see their pictures and I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't like their post post. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, mm, I know what you're going through and this yeah. is fake. Yep. Uh, and I don't want to support that. Yeah. There's a lot of that floating around on social yeah. media yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, so at this point in your life, you know, I mean, obviously you've been through a lot, you've come through a lot and you know, you've created uh, a pretty beautiful life, I would say, based on your social media. <laughs> no, but based on what I know about you and, yeah. and your energy is so bright. And I mean, you have, you just have this wonderful way about you, you know, and you're very kind to people, you know, at this point in your life, you know, what does success look like for you? What do you want for yourself and for your family? Um, so like right now I look back, I think I'm pretty successful living that day of leaving the, his house was the biggest success ever that I could imagine. But now going forward, um, you know, I tried to help a couple of women going through and I continue want to do that. And uh, like, as far as success, like, you know, like depending uh, mentally, physically, I'm coming to cross with you. Doing quite well. Doing the Spartan races. Doing the Spartan now, races, right? yeah. Uh, physical so. challenges, like a um, couple goals over there. Um, just being, you know, being who I am. And uh, um, I don't know, just like not to not have to fake it anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that's a success at oh, this point. For sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, amazing. yeah. So, um, obviously I'm going to get this out as quickly as I can. And, you know, as you mentioned, you know, that there's some women going through some stuff and I'm sure that as this podcast ages, you know, more and more people will hear it and they'll hear your story and be inspired, hopefully to do something about their situation if they find themselves in this. So, you know, how could women who maybe are looking for a boost, how could they get in touch with you online? What would be the best way? Yeah. So, uh, you can, they can get me like anybody can get me 
get in touch with me by my Facebook, Instagram. My uh, Facebook account is Rashida Kohler, um, R-U-S-H-I-T-A. My last name is Kohler, K-O-L-L-A-R. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, not to be afraid. Like, also can get in touch by you, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you know, I would say, like, I'm, I, like, now think and wrap up everything that I'm being from a small town, not having, being scared and being young and not knowing anything but like I think that I wasn't strong but like to take that abuse you are strong but it's just like it's very hard to get over the thing that you can do it on your own and if I can do it anybody can do it mm. It it's just a one milestone that you had to get get over it and then life is beautiful after mm, that's so powerful just realizing that there's something beautiful on the other side of the pain if you choose so pretty. that oh yeah. my gosh i i don't know if what where i would have been if i was still with him or i didn't even i don't even know if i would have been mm-hmm. in this life yeah <laughs> I, I don't know either i mean based uh, yeah. on some of the craziness that no. you were talking about so my last question is always the same and that's simply this what does wellness look like or mean to you in your life um Mental health, physical health, uh, being know, knowing yourself first, like to get to know yourself, what do you want, who you are. It's that's a that's a pretty big milestone to just learn yourself. Um, once you know who you are, once you know, once you're mentally healthy, physically, like you know, I mean, there are challenges physically, everything, but once you're especially mentally healthy, um, that's that's the the biggest wellness at this point for me. Mm, that is so powerful. And I want to thank you for sharing your story today and being so vulnerable. And yeah, thank you. you know, and I, I know that the people who hear your story and, and can use it will absolutely take away a lot of lessons and nuggets and perseverance and being strong and, mm-hmm. you know, really stepping outside and taking a chance on themselves. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much for being yeah, here today. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely. So guys, be sure and jump in Rashida's world. I'll link up her social media in the show notes. And if you want to reach out and you've got questions about the journey, if you're experiencing something as crazy as this or not even as crazy as this, be sure and reach out and get some advice, get some help. There are people out there who really want to, to see you do well. I'm one of them. I know Rashida's one of them. <laughs> and we will see you in the next episode. Take care. That's going to do it for this episode of Hardwater Radio, guys. As always, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you guys. And if you're vibing on this content, be sure and help us grow the tribe by liking, sharing, subscribing. And by all means, leave us a comment on your favorite podcatcher. Let us know what you like, what you dislike. And if you are someone out there who would like to tell your story, we are a collector of stories here. Shoot me a message, jason at hardwater.com or pick me up on social media. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, whatever works for you. And I'd love to have that conversation with you guys. Until then, this is Jason Archer signing off, reminding you to remember your future.